changed any. You know? That song says that He is our healer. And we know the Word of God says that He sent His Word to heal us. So we find healing, whether it be spiritual or physical, mental, in the Word of God to consume that. And I, the Master spoke the Word and it took place. And we need to do the same. We need to consume that Word of God. You need healing in your body. You need strengthen. And get a hold of the Scriptures that the Lord spoke. And you just speak it out until you get it down inside of you. Like, yeah, I know. I know. I know it's for me. I know sometimes we can say, well, you know, if God wants to heal me, He will. His will is to heal you. Amen? Amen. That is His desire. Uh, we have to receive that. We receive it as that word of God. We just concentrate on that word and say, man, this is true. Man, by your stripes I have healing. You defeated death in the grave. Oh, man, healing. And so that word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. You even penetrate down to the bone and to the marrow. And the marrow, if I'm saying that word correctly, in your bone, that's where all your health comes from. And man, you just concentrate on that word and just let it, I don't know, saturate your life. Oh, Lord, open my eyes up to this. I'm going to touch you and turn you loose, you know? Healing is still for us today. The reason being, he still has, he still has a job for you to do. He'll decide when it's time to take us home, you know? He'll say, okay, Lynn, come on home. (laughs) Come to your reward. But until that day comes, man, he's there to give us one more day, one more day to, not just to worship him, but to serve him. And that's an awesome thing to serve him. And so this morning we're going to break bread and remember Jesus. I want you to do this remembrance of me. But I'm going to take us to the scripture before we, we step into that. And uh, let me find the scripture again. I'm, I'm in the book of John, chapter 6, around verse 52, if you want to turn there. You want to turn the lights up there behind me, Carol? And prior to this, Jesus was talking about how God had sent manna to the wilderness and He kept His children alive as long as they ate the manna and did what He said to do. Man, every day it had strength. Uh, but after a while, they started complaining. You ever complain? <laughs> I think we all do from time to time. But man, can you imagine being hungry and then somebody feeds you? And we even get it here once in a while. If you're working in the ministry, and people come in every up for dinner day. Oh, we got chicken wings from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, <laughs> we've had them come in before. You know, what you got today? Oh, oh we got spaghetti. Okay, well, I think we're Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know what I mean? I mean, take me with you, okay? But how how quick we become accustomed to, uh, you know. When God reaches down and picks us up and restores us, how quick we can forget who restored us. It's God. You know, and he wants to continue to pump into us every day that life blood, uh, a life of water, you want to call it that way. But we can quickly forget it. And, and the way of manna, too, that they got started grumbling. We got to eat manna. I mean, listen, guys, they were on an 11-day journey to the promised land. Can you imagine hanging there for 11 days? You know, of course, they didn't know how long it was going to take them, but we know now it was 11 days. So God gave them manna in order to feed the belly to get them there. They started grumbling. 
And what took 11 days and them taking 40 years? And they never made it in there in the promised land except for jo- Joshua and Caleb because they was complaining what God gave them. So, so here he explained this to them and then Jesus says this in verse 52, Then the Jews began to argue with one another saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourself. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me he also will live because of me. This is the bread which came down out of heaven. Not as the fathers ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. Man. And so we realize now who is Jesus? He is the living word of God. Amen. So we're going to consume Jesus. How are we going to consume him? The word of God. Okay. To consume this word. To let it be your, your diet, your main staple, we'll put it that way in your diet, is to consume this here. And verse 59 says, These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Therefore many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, conscious that his disciples grumbled at this, said to them, Does this cause you to stumble? What then if you see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were and did not believe in who it was that would betray him. And he was saying, For this reason I have said to you, but no one can come to me unless he has been granted granted him from the Father. As a result of many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with Jesus anymore. So Jesus said to the twelve, You do not want to go away also, do you? And Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have words of eternal life. You have believed and have come to know that you are, we have believed and come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered and said, Did I myself not choose you, the twelve? Yet, Yet one of you is the devil, Jesus. Now he met Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. He met Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, with one of the twelve, was going to betray him. So he was telling that he was, you know, these guys were following Jesus. Man. And then he said, okay, now listen, if, if you want to... If you want eternal life, you have to consume me. Eating my flesh, drinking my blood. And, and that, wow. Now, they weren't understanding. They didn't listen to him because he said the Spirit, right? It's the Spirit that gives life. So you need to consume me, what he's saying. They, oh, man, we can't really handle this. So I just wondered, how close were they with Jesus in the first place following him? Were they, were they along just for the, for the hype, for the ride? Hey man, it's for all the followers, dude, man. Yeah, come on. And, and they listened to him and they might say, oh yeah, you know, he, he's the son of God. Yes, he is. But they didn't know him personally. And we said, okay guys, listen. 
This is life. This is life. You have to consume it. And he's saying that to us today. You have to consume this if we're going to live. It, it, it just can't be a, a, a snack. This is a, the way of life of the follower of Jesus. And he asked the disciples, hey, do you want to fall away also? I mean, do you want to leave me too? They said, man, where would we go? And folks, I think the church is there right now to the same thing. Jesus said, well, listen, consume me. My word. I established the church. Do you want to leave me also? Do you want to leave me for a false teaching? Do you want to leave me for something more acceptable by the, by the world? Where would you go? The question is, has the Master, <laughs> did He deliver you? Did He raise you up? Did He reestablish you? We sang earlier, I don't remember the, the, which song it was, but He took my shame. He took my shame from my sin. He died for me. He gave me a new life. In fact, because of Jesus, I'll never die. My body will lay down, but I'll never die. Think of that. Man, I mean, I think we get to heaven a split second. We were there like, man, why did I exercise so much? I wasn't bringing my body with me anyway. Why did I put so much emphasis on my body? Man, my spirit's going to live forever and ever. But to consume Him. And that's what it means, means for us to be a follower of Jesus. Uh, is that this is your way your truth in your life. That our life lines up with this. And Jesus says to the disciples, you know, the Last Supper, listen, I'm gonna, we're going to break bread. Remember that this bread represents my body, which I'm giving up for you. The cup rem- reminds you of the blood I'm pouring out for you. Do you have life through that? Eternal life through that? But again, the question today is, hey, do we want to leave Jesus also? We want to go somewhere else that's more acceptable to the world. Because I know you're under a lot of pressure right now. You get more and more spiritual pressure as we get closer to the coming of the Master to betray Him, to not represent Him wherever you go. Kind of put Him on the back burner, you know? And the thing is, if you have, maybe I really messed up, hey, Hey, Jesus, I denied you today. Forgive me. And forgive you. As long as you have that in your heart, in your spirit, when you sin or when you mess up and you have a repentant heart, man, God can still work with you. It's when we say, yeah, I know, but you know, Last night was a different night, you know. We were celebrating Groundhog Day or something, you know. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just the, he is a restorer. As long as you've got a heart for him, he, he his heart is always for you. And I noticed the new bulletin board back here, Vicky put up there Valentine's Day, you know. Uh, whether you give your heart to Jesus, or, yeah, it's just amazing. Uh, your heart and your heart is the center of your life. Otherwise, give your life, your heart to the Master. That's what he'll do with it. Amen? But we want to break bread today and remember what Jesus told us to do. Do this in remembrance of me. And that, hey, I'm with you always.
that I've already taken the death penalty of your sin. I took it to the cross. I paid your penalty. I died for your sins. I rose up from the grave. And you receive and follow me. Hey, listen, your debt's paid for. You have eternal life. You never ever taste death. And that's hard for us to imagine in our physical bodies. Like, if, if my heart would stop now before I hit the ground, I'd be in the presence of the living God. Wow. I mean, everything that I get concerned about this week, man, hey, they're gone. <laughs> it's like a, a great reunion we'll have on these days. So, let's just take a moment here and just, uh, just hang out with Jesus for a moment. You know, just talk to Him. And Father, we do thank You so much for Your Word. We thank You for Your love. We thank You for Your sacrifice. We thank You that we heard Your voice one day when we cried out to You. We said, Lord, come into my life. Take my life, Lord. I surrender it to You. Use it, Father. I acknowledge you as my Lord and my Savior. May our ears only listen to you. May our feet only walk in your path. May our voices speak what's pleasing to you. And may the love you showed the world when you walked upon this earth, may we allow that love to work through us. I can imagine where on this earth. Oh, here comes Jesus. Wow. Well, Father, our desire to bring you glory the same way. Hey, here comes Kenny. <laughs> hey, here comes Jeff. Oh, here comes Chuck. Here comes Marty. Wherever we go, like, oh, we just we just bring your presence with us to uplift people, Father, and show them your love and share. Share the truth what you've done in our life. And that you're willing to do the same in all lives as they come to know you, Lord. Thank you for the provisions you've always provided for us. While we seek you to use everything you've given us wisely and for your glory and for the benefit of others, Lord. God, thank you that you're a healer. And Lord, we just take that and we just speak to our bodies today in the name of Jesus. We cast down any spirit of infirmity come against us. We are set free. We bind every ugly cell in our bodies trying to come against us, trying to destroy what you established in the name of Jesus. We speak to every good cell to be multiplied today and push out the bad cell. We speak to our body today that's come under attack, whether it's high blood pressure, whether it's heart disease, whether it's cancer, whether it's healing of the bones. We say be, be gone sickness and be healed in the name of Yeshua. We claim that healing, that our healing. We cast down any spirit of doubt that Satan tries to bring in our head. We're delivered by the, by the blood of Jesus. From our head to the toe, this is the body, the temple of the Lord. We are set free. We speak to any addiction that we're wrapped up in today. We say, be gone in the name of Jesus. Now, I am addicted to Jesus. I have no room in my life for any other addiction than the Master Himself and His Word. Speak to my mind to be renewed. The lies of the devil be removed. No longer shall I dwell or live in the past. And no longer will I look at others and have them live in the past. They are a new creation of the same. 
that I love you, Jesus. I love myself. And I love my brother. And I pray for my enemies. And I love my neighbor. And God, all this to bring glory to you through your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God is awesome. Praise God. Want to help break bread this morning, brother? Okay. We were talking last week a little bit about Brother Paul. About being in prison and all the stuff he went through. Being shipwrecked, bit by snakes. Remember all the stuff he went through? And he was looking out and he saw some stuff taking place in the church. He started listening to some of that stuff. Hey. And we went through in Galatians and then Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. I'll just recap here for a moment. But you think of all the stuff he went through to earlier. He, he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. I, I mean, he had an encounter of Jesus. And he sold out to him like, wow, amazing. He had no doubt in his mind that this Jesus, the one that he was persecuting, the one that he had nothing to do with, in fact, he was crucifying and authorizing the destruction of his followers. And when he had an encounter with him, the true Messiah, it changed his life forever. In fact, this is so important. Man, this is so important. But man, he was called to carry the gospel. I almost hit you, Ned. <laughs> called, called to carry the gospel. And he took it very, very seriously. Like, man... God has taken my old man, my old life, my old things that I used to do. He's forgiven me of that. And He's called me. He made me worthy enough because of Jesus to carry the gospel to other people. And how important was he would go in, in areas, man, but no one ever spoken the word of God before. Never talked about Jesus. And he would, he would speak about Jesus. What he's done for us. And a lot of people hated him for that. You can't really talk about Jesus and the Word of God without stepping on toes, right? Because we we were born in sin, we have a sin nature, we get that cardinal man inside of us. So when we share the gospel, a lot of times the first thing to do is step on people's toes. And they're not prepared for that, they're gonna get really ugly and and really turn on you really, really quick. But we have been called, you and I, to live the gospel. And they share it. And we always try to do it in the best way that, that we can. But we can't wager from it. We can't leave it. And Paul was saying, now listen. Look at the flesh out there. Look what some has taken place. He's talking about the sexual immorality and the lustful thoughts and pornography. Uh, we say, well, we have no problem with that. Well, chasing after things instead of God. Some of them manipulating others, taking advantage of people, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored, temper tantrum, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessing of others, murder, even speaking against your brothers, uncontrolled addiction, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? Wow. So he's saying they had a knowledge of the Lord, right? 
Because you're going to use your freedom for this? Our freedom from our sin is the freedom to worship Jesus. Amen? To worship God. And now you're going to use this freedom that Christ won for you. And you're going to do all this stuff? Is that I'm going to tell you up front? <laughs> eh? You ain't going to see the kingdom of God. Now, I bet his heart was kind of heavy, too. Think, man, all this stuff I've been through, I told you not to do it, but you still do it. You still do it. And so this morning, we look at ourselves for a moment. These things apply to us also. And the, the listen go on and on and on. He just, if your particular good sin that you like so well is in there, you're not safe, okay? You just, the whole book can take a whole book to cover probably every sin that can be, but sin is rebellion against God. We look in there and think, well, okay. Where do I fall on that? Do, do you fall in there somewhere right now? And Paul was saying, man, I told you. Don't do that. It'd be, it'd be like, if, if I said, Joe, don't walk outside right now. It's solid ice out there and you will fall, okay? And you walk outside and you fall. <laughs> Joe, didn't I tell you not to do that? Well, yeah, but yeah. Oh, and so I tell you, so we we'll get you back up, we we'll bring you back in, uh, and then pretty soon I see you get back up, you walk out in the same place again. You oh, have I not told you <laughs> you're gonna fall down out there? That's what Paul's kind of saying. Didn't I already warn you up front that this is the cardinal, and we're a new creation in Christ, and if we're gonna to continue to do these things. Oh man, we're fooling ourselves. We will not see the kingdom of God. Out of love, he shared that. And so, my question is, some of them didn't know Jesus the way Paul did. They might have been hanging out, but the disciples said earlier, just hanging out with people. You know, some of them might go to churches because, well, it's, it's an awesome place to be. It is. I can't think of a better place to be than hang out in church and stuff, which is great. But, if that's all farther we go, if we don't allow the Lord to become our Lord and Savior, then we're going to continue to do the same thing over and over again. Some of the things you don't want to do, but you, can't, you just can't stop yourself. And you can't, as long as you're in the flesh. It takes the power of God to intervene on our behalf. It's coming to know Him truly is the anointed one. And we look at Brother Peter for a moment, if you want to go to the book of Matthew for a second. I'll be in the 16th chapter. I heard Carol say, what chapter? <laughs> but God is always here to encourage us, to, to help us, to enlighten us, and, and to show us, and show us what we need to look at and to strengthen us. But in the 16th chapter of Matthew, uh, verse 13, we see Jesus hanging out with his disciples. And he talks to his disciples there. And he says, Now, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And he's talking to his, his Peter and them guys hanging out with him. Who's everybody, you know, you're all hanging out with him. What's everybody else say? Who do they think I am? Well, they said, well, some of them say that you're John the Baptist. And others, Elijah. But still others say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Wow. Because they saw Jesus doing the things that 
the apostles are doing over what they've spoken of. They didn't call him the Son of Man. But more important what Jesus asks, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, he says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overpower it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Now the awesome thing here in the scriptures I just read in verse 15, Jesus asks this question, Who do you say that I am? Well, see, Peter's been hanging out with Jesus for quite some time, watching his moves, listening to him, listening to his word. Got as close as he could. And he said, he revealed to Jesus, and he revealed to Peter, that he is the Christ. Now today we look at ourselves, and God asks the same thing. Who do you say that Jesus is? Now a lot of say, oh, he, he's Jesus, he's the Son of God. And the reason we can say that, because we've heard that. We read the Bible. So we can say, well, he's the Son of God. But I'm asking today, is he the Son of God because you've heard that? Because you've been in church for 40 or 50 years and you know the Bible says that he's the Son of God? Or have you come to the point in your life like, like Peter was? Hey, listen, he is the anointed one. He is the Son of God. We have to get to the point in our life that this is not hearsay. It's not what the pastor said or what I read. But we got to get it down in our spirit. That Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Messiah. He's the Anointed One. He's my Lord and my Savior. Peter, when he acknowledged Jesus, look what took place later on. I mean, he, God says, I'm going to build my church upon this rock. Because Peter acknowledged that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He knew it. He, he hung out with him enough, no doubt his mind. But wow! But we see, not too long later on, Jesus and or Peter in the time of Jesus' greatest need, I think, for personal encouragement, Peter denies Jesus three times. He says, "I'm going to build upon this rock," and the rock just denied Jesus. How could he build his church upon a rock that just cracked? The foundation went. Wow. But we see shortly afterwards that Jesus came to Peter. He forgave Peter. Restored Peter because he denied Jesus. Then a thing happened at Pentecost. Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit came down and touched him. And next thing you know, Peter is standing up preaching the gospel and thousands of people coming be born again. He never denied Jesus that we ever see in the Scriptures again because of the Holy Spirit that came upon him. 
We sit here today and think about how many times maybe this past week that we denied the Master access to our thoughts, to our vocabulary, uh, wherever we were at. We kind of put Jesus in the back in the back room because we didn't really want to maybe engage with someone to talk of, of the Master or you'd be embarrassed to talk about Jesus where you're at. I don't know. But when we get down in our hearts, if you want, you got stuff you're trying to overcome in your life, and you keep going around the mountain, I'm not saying you don't love the Lord. But we got to know Him as the Son of God. As truly the Son of God. And to acknowledge Him. And whatever you're struggling with, you can overcome this. When you know Jesus as the healer, as Jesus as the deliverer, as Jesus one who truly comes to set us free. The things you're addicted to, He'll set you free from it. Get trouble in your mind, thinking, He'll come restore your mind. It's all there. He is the great physician. We need to know exactly who He is. And so if, if our... You know, I was raised up in church and I knew that well, Jesus is the Son of God, but I didn't know Jesus. You know, I mean, I thought he's cool. I mean, awesome. But I didn't know him truly myself until I, I come to know him. Until I thought, man, I need something. And I cried out, and there he was. And I got into his word and his presence. And man, he is Jesus. And he is the Son of God. That's probably he's asking each one of us today is to take time, especially this coming week, and just say, do I really know him as my personal Savior and Lord? Do, do I really understand who He is? And He'll give you strength. You come to know Him. He'll give you strength more and more. You get to the point you would never ever want to deny Him again. You want? You just oh man, who you got for today for me, Lord? Who you want me to witness to today? Or who you want me to encourage today, Lord? You know, cliche. What would Jesus do? But first part we have to do the same as as Peter was. We have to get to the point that we know that we know that we know that Jesus is the Son of God. And that He has delivered you from your sins. And then He'll build His temple of you upon that same rock in your life. You know, when I look in the Matthew the chapter 7, verse 24, we, we spoke of this the other day. And it's talked about Verse 24 says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built this house, his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell. And great was its fall. So you get two portions there. You have building your life on the Word of God, building on, on the Lord itself, on that rock. And when things come against us, yeah, we'll get blown, we'll get shooken, but we will not fall, we're going to stand. And the second part is not building upon the rock. Otherwise, you got a knowledge of God. you got a knowledge of Jesus. 
but you don't know Him personally as your personal Savior and Lord. And when something happens real quick, you go back to the old man. You go back to the old way of thinking, the old way of acting. And your, let's say your, kind of your testimony gets washed away and fell in. Now I can't say I'm not saying you can't rebuild again. You, God wants you to get up and rebuild again, but to build it on to say, man, Jesus is my Lord. He's my Savior. I am not going back and forth. I am not going to compromise. I'm going to follow Him and be prepared. We had a brother this week who was going to see somebody in a Bible study. He asked for prayer. He asked for prayer for, for wisdom and strength and favor and to do God's will. And boom, we got good. Coming together. Standing on that rock. And Jesus says in Matthew 7, verse 7 and 12. He says, Ask and will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Otherwise, he's saying, listen, what do you need? As you come to me, I'm going to provide it for you. And when we came together Wednesday night in prayer and agreement, and we spoke out the Word of God, agreed upon the Word of God, and it took place the next day. That the brother was able to do what God had called him to do. And it went fantastic. He got to deliver God's love. His encouragement. By coming together and standing on that rock. As we build our life upon the Word of God, He tells us also in Philippians 4.19 that God will supply all our needs according to the riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Not wavering on the Word of God. Again, that's what Brother Paul was talking about. Man, you're all the followers of, of the of the Messiah, but man, look what you're doing. You, I mean, he saw all this stuff taking place in the church, and and those who was, was called themselves followers of the Lord said, "Man, you got to get straightened up. You know, you got to come to know Jesus as He truly is, not just know Jesus, but I say He is." I mean, I tell you, when you cry out to the Lord, say, God, reveal yourself to me. Jesus, I want to see you truly as you are. I, I, want, a, I want a relationship with you that I will never, ever want to turn away from. It. Man, He'll reveal Himself to you. That Holy Spirit will speak to you. He'll guide you. All we have to do is listen and respond to Him. Amen? That's the key there is listening and responding to the Word of God. To be His followers. Because He only has the best for us. Understand that. Only the best. Now you got to realize the best He has for us will take you through a lot of bumpy roads. Yeah. The best He has for us could take us about anywhere. But He takes us serious when we cry out to Him. Say, Lord, take my life. I'll follow You. Use me how You want to. You don't want to leave me too, Gail? Well, where will I go, Jesus? I mean, you rescued me in my sins. Sometimes when times are really, really tough, we cry out to the Lord, boy, that peace and comfort comes over us. He lifts us up. Ah. But if we don't watch ourselves, then things get back to what we call normal, whatever that is anymore. We have a tendency of leaving the Master at home. Or we leave Jesus in the car. Or we put him on the back burner somewhere. 
and we live in our life back uh, kind of like borderline. And man, I tell you, you want a very successful, full life and a life of joy and encouragement, man, you want Him there with you all the time and allow Him access to you the whole time. I mean, acts, seeking will find. For everyone who acts receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be open. So, he's revealing himself as up to us to look for him, to dig deep. I knew Carol the first day I met her, I knew her new name, but it took a while to get to know her more and more. You know, I did make a comment one day, oh, I'm going, first time I've seen her, I'm going to marry that woman. But it was, 18 months later, things that had built up, I knew her, and I wanted to marry her. And when, now, 40-something years later, I still together, and uh, I suppose the Master, he's the same way. He wants to reveal himself more and more to us, that we search for him, not just for our own self, but for others to come to know him. He says in verse 9, Jesus says, Now what man is there among you when his son asks for a loaf of bread would give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish would he not give him a snake? If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask of him? And everything therefore treat people the same way you want them to treat you, for this is the law of the prophets. He's saying, man, we can get some good gifts out here. But he's saying, if we who are considered evil, or we're on a cardinal body, can do that. How much more will our Heavenly Father, who truly wants to see you succeed, who truly wants to see you be all that you can be, how much more will He want to give you? I know sometimes we can cry out for stuff and we never get it and then later on in life realize, well, thank God I didn't get what I wanted because it would have ruined your life. We just got to learn to trust God as we walk with the Master and some things will come into our life, some things will go out of our life, some things will accomplish that we want to. Other times we think, man, what happened there? We got to trust the Lord. And we follow Him. We just got to trust Him that His Word is truly a light upon my path. And I just trust in Him. Remember, He bought us. It's Him that lives in us. And to be totally accessible to, to us every day. In Matthew eighteen eighteen, He tells us, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if, that, if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where there is two or three have gathered together in my name, I will be in their midst. Coming together on agreement. You know, it goes back to our, our time of prayer. Find someone that can agree with you on the situation that you're in. Someone that agree with the Word of God. You know, it's until you understand the power of prayer, when 
Someone says, hey, you want me to pray with you? Oh, if you want to. Well, there's not a whole lot of encouragement right there, you know. Now, I'm not saying don't pray, so you need to pray because you got the faith because you offered to pray. But man, how powerful is it when two or three of us come together? I mean, he said right now, you can pray by yourself and Christ is there. But he's saying, man, two or three, when we come together, the wisdom, the strength, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow. The Bible says one can cast down a thousand, two can cast down ten thousand. How important that is. But it all starts off at you and me both. That our life is built upon our acknowledgement of Jesus Christ as the Son of God. That we are standing upon that rock. So God is going to encourage you this coming week, man, to, to search out His Son like never before. I want to encourage you this week if you go to the book of John. There's 21 chapters in John. This next week, read the book of John. Search them out. Read three chapters a day and in seven days you have the book of John read. You read three chapters in the morning if you had the opportunity then read three, the same three chapters again that night. Three chapters in the morning maybe King James and three chapters at night can be the Passion. Just let him speak to you. Just, not to read it like, hurry, get this done. <laughs> to read this, let him speak to you. It's kind of like reading a love letter over again. And my, my, my missus has a few notes I wrote to her when we were dating and stuff and I don't, I don't think I saved anything except memories. But, uh, uh, anniversaries. There was celebrated an anniversary, whatever it might be. Now, 47? Yeah. Now we're coming up. 47, okay, we've been married 47 years. Uh, no, and I can say, well, well, anniversary tomorrow. Let's go to dinner, and we can go out to dinner and have a nice time and stuff. But you know, I'll go home and get my easy chair and turn on Andy Griffith, you know, and uh, you know. Uh, but if if I think, oh man, I remember we used to, but wow, I mean, just uh, so what do we do? Go back in time. We read them love letters again. We'll get our book that has our pictures from our wedding and stuff. Just rekindle that fire. I mean, we're still married. I mean, I've sent my recliners on our anniversary watching Andy Griffin. And she's done whatever she's done. We're still married. We still love one another. But be that, oh, that fire again. And that's what God says. Hey, he wants that fire back with you again. You know, if you are standing on that rock and you've already met him eyeball to eyeball, he said, let's just rekindle that flame. Let's just get in the ward this week and just let me just build that back up again. And man, you'd be on fire for me all over and you realize how, wow, how awesome I am, God says. And then you want to share that, you know? And I would be really embarrassed if, if I was out somewhere with Carol and, and she'd be talking to somebody and she says, oh, oh, who's that? Yeah. That's my husband. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd feel, I wouldn't feel very good about that, you know. I want to say, hey, hey, come here. I want to meet my husband. Wow. He's, you know, oh, thank you. Well, <laughs> and same. But that's what Jesus wants to be, you know. Not, he wants to rekindle our love we have for him. Get that fire going. Just so we won't be afraid to do a conversation, you know. Hey, that's awesome. Good to see you, man. I haven't seen you in 25 years. Oh, wow. Hey, you know what? Hey, I tell you. I mean, 
<laughs> the Lord found me about 25 years ago. And probably run away from you, you know. But just, you going to church anywhere? You know, just, you know, not to be ashamed of the Lord. And you know, ask somebody, and somebody might, they might say, oh, now I've been thinking about that. Wow. Well, where you, where you want to go? Well, I'm not sure. Hey, you come to our church, or do you want coffee this week? Let's get a cup of coffee. And folks, you run across somebody, oh, friend, they're kind of thinking that way, you know, ah, I get a cup of coffee. You don't have any money? Call me. I'll give you money for a cup of coffee. Take your friend a cup of coffee somewhere. You know, just to, man, cause so, so many people are are on the edge that they need something. They're not sure what it is, and might be kind of embarrassed to ask somebody. So you just, just bring it up in your conversation. Hey, you know, Lord, I'm. I'm not, I remember going through my favorite store, Walmart, once in a while. The cashier would be having a bad day, a lot of pain and stuff. Just lay my hands with her permission, pray with her. Yeah, and you know, Lord, oh, I go to church. Yeah, oh, awesome. Yeah, but not being in because Jesus is, he's awesome. He's a silly healer. He's a comforter. He's a deliverer. He's still the same today he was years ago. And he's building his his church upon that rock, and that's where you guys come in. We are the church. So just getting that book of John this week because man, I think it would just be awesome. You're going to, chapter fourteen and fifteen and sixteen is, is fantastic. Oh, it's great. And just let him rekindle that birth. Oh man, I forgot about that, Jesus. Oh wow. You know, I have a list of things. And I was looking at my notes last night over it was a sermon I did like 2014, and we must had testimony Sunday. I wrote down everything up to 2015 that Christ had done for me. Oh my, I had like 25, 30 items there. Yes. So that's always a good thing too. Man, write down what He brought you through. That, uh, that way, when you get to something else you can go back to your book of remembrance and say, oh he brought me through he'll bring me through again and and just trust him in say Lord use me amen but yeah the book of John I think you really find it interesting and uh, I think very very encouraging this week so well may the good Lord bless you and keep you may he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and may he turn his face towards you and give you peace and may he walk in the authority that God's given us through His Son, Jesus. May you walk in perfect health and in perfect peace. And may the joy of the Lord surround you. And may His blessing rest upon you, your household, and the generation that's coming after you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God is good.